0: hey everybody welcome back to the husky fan podcast prediction podcast for the Hawaii game sorry we didn't fit this in a day earlier but uh hopefully you guys will listen to this before you go to bed friday or even Saturday morning because it's extremely important that you hear this before <laughs> the game right jimmy
1: sure and you're so you know your pleasantries to the listeners and you, you welcome them back to the podcast it's very polite of you and friendly. You're a friendly guy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just uh, doing what I can.
1: And careful with the awkward pauses, all right? We, we, we oh, yeah. Dead air.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Careful with the awkward pauses. So, Hawaii, the Hawaii Warrior Rainbows... Or, excuse me, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I got that wrong. <laughs> um, so, Jimmy, they you know uh-huh. Washington Wednesdays on 710 uh they said uh at the beginning of their thing on Wednesday they said a big test for the Huskies this weekend i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with that wait this is
1: a big test for them on Saturday who was saying
0: that? uh i think it was stelton
1: oh come on bob come on bob i mean <laughs> why is it a big test or we're in big trouble with the program. Yeah, I... we
0: we should we should probably did you say program? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I did.
0: We should fold. We should fold the program, and, and then we just become a program. Like when we get to the level we want to be at, then we're a program. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, i I'm I'm hoping for not a test tomorrow. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll just give some, give some stats. Now, I think the, um, the projection based on the spread and the over-under, I think it has us winning. I want to say about, uh, 40 to 20, but, uh, I'm not, I can pull that up as we're talking. Um,
1: yeah, do that. What about SRS? What's our SRS, man? I have not. I need I kind of I, why,
0: I prefer Sagarin early in the season because SRS S- can be kind of funky. But I'm I'm bringing up the Sagarin early in the season. I didn't
1: have this uh, earlier.
0: Yeah. Well, I do what I can. But okay. So based on, uh, by the way, we're number 37 in Sagarin, so that's how bad we are after last week. Number 37. Hawaii is number 89. Uh, so we based on Sagarin, we should be favored by, let's see, um, 77 minus 63 plus three points for home field. So we should be favored by about 17 based on Sagrin. I think we're favored by about 19 or 20. So yeah, I'm pulling it up. Uh, ESPN's predictor gives us a 93% chance over or under 59 spread 21 and a half. So after, yeah, that's about, it's predicting a 40 to 19 victory. And I will also mention, uh, there's a the gambling guy for college football on USA today i I think he may have picked cal last week he either picked he he definitely picked cal to cover last week, but I think he said cal might win or he even picked them to win now this week he said that Washington is going to cover big so um, and i i honestly jimmy I agree with that i mean hawaii they, they had to come from behind to beat oregon state at home. And Oregon State's defense, we know it's ass, uh, it held Hawaii to, I think, 31 points, and, and I, I think 21 points through three quarters. Now, I know every game is not the same, but, I mean, this, look, this Hawaii team, they have an interesting quarterback and a pass offense, uh, they're probably gonna complete some passes, but, I mean, we're, this should be a game where we force turnovers, and get a lot of sacks. A wise thrown five interceptions already against Oregon State and Arizona. And I can't think of two worse defenses in the Pac-12 right now.
1: So you're saying this is a, this could be a game to, to write the ship for Washington in the sense of, you know, get a air out their frustrations, feel good about themselves again after a pounding of the rainbows.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, what I want to see is hopefully we can shore up our, to you know our linebacker play somehow.
1: How do you how do you envision that?
0: Uh I just <laughs> I don't know, maybe guys getting their hands on some passes, better
1: play better tackling. Yeah, better
0: yeah, better tackling,
1: shedding blocks.
0: Yeah, all that good shit.
1: Okay, yeah, so maybe maybe higher effort. Well, you know, according to the coaches, some of that post game I read Apparently Lake didn't have any issues with effort and that, you know, at times it was that maybe they were trying too hard and were playing undisciplined football based on their effort. I, I don't know if that's just coach speak or what. Um, I mean, I felt like the effort was there early on. It just seemed to dissipate as the game went on last week. I mean, I don't know if that was partly because it was being played at midnight. Um, But, you know, Cal was playing at the same time as well. They didn't wilt. Maybe they weren't on their cell phones in the locker room. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I I think part of the issue is I'm going to bring out the youth excuse. We are a young team, and young teams, at times, they don't execute as well. And maybe our young guys are not quite at the talent level where they're so talented and athletic that they can just overcome, uh, you know, o- overcome mistakes and doing the wrong things. And plus, we have a lot of youth um, on defense. So it's not just like, you know, you have a couple of young guys and you have seven or eight seniors. Like, it's mostly young guys. And unfortunately, uh, Tryon struggled. But also, um, I don't know who made the post on Bow Down to Washington, but he was looking at the offense, and he said that he was – looking at who you know who played the snaps, et cetera. And he said that Hunter Bryant definitely seems to be on a pitch count where he's not playing as many snaps as he normally would. And he also pointed out that um Ahmed really struggled to block and that in the red zone, um I think he said that Newton um Newton picked the wrong hole on one play in the red zone. And if he picked the right hole it would have been a touchdown. I think he said on another play, Ahmed he he messed up a block that that uh messed up the play. Oh, cow. You're so, killing me cow no, cow. so I I'm just saying like there are there were some execution issues. Those are correctable. Obviously those will probably be corrected against a much lesser opponent, Hawaii. But um Well yeah. we talked
1: about it, man. I mean look we wanna see good effort you know see them clean up mistakes not drop the ball but you know as we had talked about we're gonna have to wait till USC to see where we stack up or if we've improved
0: well even BYU I you mean, know that, that sucks just...
1: but we gotta wait till the end of the month
0: but Jimmy I would say even BYU I mean that's that's uh playing at BYU can be a tough game
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, BYU is probably going to be a little better. They're probably not going to make the mistakes they did against Utah. They had some egregious, egregious mistakes that really cost them uh, some opportunities to make it somewhat of a game, and then they just couldn't recover and obviously got blown out. But, yeah, I mean, can't overlook BYU, but, I mean, from a talent standpoint, does Are you really worried about BYU? Other than it's a home game, it's been tougher to play. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about a team with talent up against, you know, going up against a team that has really good athletes and players. We know USC is going to be an upgrade in in all those fronts. So I don't. I mean, BYU's got the home field. Maybe it's hard to get up for BYU. Those factors. I don't. I just don't know what we're going to get from BYU, but. Maybe it's just resilience and the ability to get up for a game in Provo.
0: Right. Well, I think it's, it's you know, the young guys improving, uh, executing better, both on offense and defense, and being more consistent. And hopefully in the next couple games we can show that improvement. Hopefully the Cal will look back and the Cal game will be mostly an aberration.
1: That's all we can ask for, man. That's all, right. all we can ask for. And so what are you looking for tomorrow against the Rainbows?
0: I want to see uh, – well, I'll bring in a couple of questions here uh, before we do a prediction, but uh, here's one. Why don't we run more design pass plays to running backs, wheel routes and the like, or just normal halfback screens? Uh, poor wide receiver blocking, what do you think? I think, you know, Cal, they – um you know, they were not, I think defensively they were in position to probably snuff those out. I mean, their corners are pretty solid. And look, when we can't stretch the field, when you have an injured Hunter Bryant and you have the midget Smurfs at wide receiver who can't really stretch the field. I don't know how often the wheel routes are going to work, but maybe, and the other thing is Ahmed doesn't have the best hands. He did have a pretty bad drop. Um, so I don't, I don't know. You know, and Newton, he's he's really young. So, I mean, who knows what he can do in the pass game? So I think the, those are some reasons why, at least last week, they didn't do the passing to running backs.
1: Well, you know, Washington's offensive staff likes to say they don't, they they don't call an offense; they just run plays. So,
0: how's that working?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like. I like an identity, but I, I, they must have felt at least in the Cal game that those opportunities weren't there in the game plan. It didn't make sense for them. Maybe down the line it it will. Um, you know, cause I mean, that's where we've talked about McGrew, uh, excelling at the running back position is, is catching the ball out of the backfield. We haven't seen much of that. Maybe they're saving it for conference play. I don't know. I mean, pack, uh, Washington loves running packages of players. So, you know, maybe if you roll out McGrew and you start showing, you know, some pass plays at the backfield, you're tipping the defense. But, you know, Washington's offense has been, has done a great job of tipping off the defense for many years. So why stop now? No, I don't mean to be too critical, but it's a good question. I, it, it, it appears though, it's just, they don't feel like, those opportunities are against
0: the defenses
1: that they're playing so far. So yeah, there could be more of it. I think it's just going to be a by-game basis, though.
0: Anyway, on bowdowntowashington.com, shout-out to Browning's ego. That's the guy who posted. Uh, it's under the the uh, post titled, Game Charting Info, Snap Counts, and Other Info. Mm-hmm. Um, so excellent post if you want to, unfortunately, relive that debacle that was last – Sunday because it was Sunday. Um should we see more bubble screen from Fuller to get the offense going early? Yeah. Uh I, I think that's probably a joke. Uh what exactly would a receiver have to do in order to earn a reduction in snaps? Uh that's a good question. Jimmy, I think they're going to bring I, I think this like what I'm looking for in this game is hopefully we see like Puka and Osborne get a lot more reps. Like hopefully they play most of the second half. I mean if they if, if they if they play a lot, I think that'll be a sign that they're gonna play more. So I, I think it it's just a question of, you know, how quickly are they gonna be brought along.
1: I, I think you're wishful thinking to see them play a lot in the second half. I I don't see it, but we'll see. I mean, they haven't given those younger guys an opportunity in, in, you know, crunch time moments. So, I mean, maybe if they're up 20 at half, they'll have a shot to play. But, you know, if it's a 10-point, 13-point game, uh, you know, you're not going to see those guys until maybe the fourth quarter. Assuming it's not a game by then.
0: And, by the way, uh, Bocelli... I mean, he's had a number of different type of bad plays over the years. He had that bad false start against Stanford, which was a yeah. turning point in that game. He also had the pass interference on the pick play against Auburn where he didn't run it correctly and we, so we had a touchdown that got called back. So th- this is a guy who's, who's fucking up on like multiple levels. So yeah, yeah. I, I think he should He's be critical
1: matched. of him for for some time. And I think you uh-huh. mentioned even in the Stanford game last year, he had a he had a bad penalty that cost Washington. I can't remember the play or what it cost him.
0: Was it an Ahmed touchdown? He had like I think he had like a twenty yard touchdown run
1: called back. Yeah,
0: or were you thinking of I? Cause I no, this, he had. I think he had a false start. Or are you thinking of the one two years ago?
1: I don't know, buddy, you brought it up I think on the Twitters. I, I don't remember. You you mentioned that there was the Stanford game, you had a you had a, a, a painful penalty in the Stanford game. It was on the road if I recall.
0: Right. And you went to that one, remember?
1: Yeah, I don't think that was two years ago, was it? Already? Twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that's right.
0: All right. If UW is in rebuilding mode, as mentioned in the last pod, should they be starting the younger, bit of linebackers instead of Manu and Wellington? But would they ever do it, Jimmy? I just think you don't have a lot of bodies there, and I, I think Wellington—he has to play better. He's one of—he's one of the best guys they have now. Uh, but you know, I think they should just roll with Wellington and uh, Sermon and Tafisi. But it just—they just—they don't have a lot of bodies there, and they want to obviously probably want a redshirt, Danny Hammer.
1: I mean, a lot of times we've seen with the staff, they've subbed a lot of guys in and out, especially early on in the season, regardless of the series or the situation in the game. That didn't happen last year when they had BBK and uh the wrestling. Yeah. Tevis. Tevis. Yeah. And we saw them go away from that. I mean, because Beavers was hurt. They had good rotation with Beavers when Azim was there. Because I, you know, obviously they liked him as a player, and that's been a that hasn't. Well, that wasn't the case last year because I mean they just couldn't afford it. <laughs> um, so this year, you know, I we have we need a few more games to see how the the rotation is going to go. I mean, how much did Tafisi play against Cal?
0: Good question. I don't recall him playing that I don't, much.
1: I don't remember him being out there much.
0: The other guy to watch is Alfonso Tupatala. I think he's, um, he's a true freshman. The the guy from federal way. Now he's, he's 6'2", 224. I think he was a little bigger. I think he was closer to 240. I think he's a true freshman, but I would watch, I mean, him and Danny Hammer next year, both those guys could be, I mean, they could be making a real impact there.
1: We got a note, another question. We're at, we're at 19 minutes.
0: I only got 17 minutes, bro.
1: I got 18.57.
0: Okay, doesn't the hope for improvement during the season live with the relative youth and inexperience of our most high-end talent on defensive wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's exactly correct. I mean, that's our hope is that the young guys will continue to improve and be steadier.
1: <laughs> well, we got to see him to make that assumption. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I think specifically, Jimmy, like, the guys in the secondary and the guys that line, like, I would say secondary first, like Kyler Gordon, uh, Dom Hampton, uh, Cam Williams. Like, those are the guys you really want to see improve significantly. In adi- I mean, in addition to the linebackers, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know we're asking to be looking into a crystal ball right it's hard to say I mean these guys are all about practice about how you're gonna practice how you bring in every day how you grasp the scheme all of those factors I mean we we just have two games so far and there's a lot of new faces um I mean we're it's we're gonna have to see probably three or four more games see how it's begins to unfold.
0: Right. Alright Jimmy, let's get to a prediction.
1: You want me to go first?
0: Yeah, you're now you're because we don't have Rody with us anymore, you're now the Ricky Henderson of podcast predictions. <laughs> we haven't had we haven't had Roadie in a
1: long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to transfer the uh, the line, the title of Ricky Henderson to you.
1: Rody Roadie had enough of us. He was he was he was burned out. He had enough. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the 40 to 20 prediction. Uh, I like that. It's got a good ring to it. I don't know how, I mean, Hawaii might score 27, I don't know, but let's give them 20.
0: Yeah, that would not be good.
1: No. So I'll go with, uh, I'll go with 40 to 20. Washington beats the mighty rainbows to go 2 and 1 on the season.
0: I'm gonna go 49 to 21.
1: Okay. I like
0: that. But I would I would like to see like it would be great to see the defense like give up 14 points or less and the offense score 50. Like that's really what we need to see.
1: 50 to 10, so to speak. Yeah, 50 to 50, 10 would be great.
0: How
1: about 50 to
0: 9. I just like the Eastern game where you come out and the game's over like after the first quarter. Like that's really what we need.
1: You think, you think game day will say Washington's still a CFP playoff contender? Desmond Howard said we were last week.
0: Well, that, I mean, that was the kiss of death. <laughs> that and Herb Street picking us to win the conference. Cause I mean, he's never, that guy's never right about the Pac-12.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, cause I mean, they don't care about the Pac.
0: Yeah, they don't do any, any research. No. Nor should but, they at this point until we get our act together.
1: That's right. That's All right.
0: Alright brother, any final words before we sign off? Cause I gotta go get my Friday night burger.
1: Well, you know, just enjoy the game, hang out with your buddies, you know, have a few pops, wear your sunglasses, maybe buy a new t-shirt. Go wave at the people tailgating. Tell them go dogs. Give them the W sign. Uh You know, take take a few pictures for the Instagram or the Snapchat so you can show everyone that you're at the game. Get a, get a picture of the water and the boats and the tail. You know, the boat gates. And uh, you know you could put it out there in the social medias and. Have really curated cool pictures. You can do stuff like that and C-
0: curated content.
1: Curated content. Whatever you know, get a picture in front of the Alaska Airlines arena. Maybe get a picture with dubs. Maybe get a picture by the Don James statue. Maybe you bump into a former player or coach, get a picture with them. Maybe you see a recruit you've been following and you get a picture with them.
0: Shout out, shout out up. to Datadog for following around Savelle Smalls.
1: Thanks, Data Dog. And uh Chess, I don't know if you saw Coker's uh tweet tonight. He uh he put out a tweet or he uh I think he retweeted a Brandon Huffman tweet about uh Nate Robinson's boy as a freshman. Five nine one seventy has a forty inch vert already.
0: Wow, is he yoked like Nate was as a freshman?
1: Uh, he looks not quite as yoked. He's a, looks a, like he's got a slider frame.
0: I saw Nate in high school when he was a freshman and man, that kid had, he had attitude. He had some serious swag as a 14 year old.
1: (laughs) Nate Robinson's legend, buddy. Yeah. Took down Michael Bush.
0: And then I got, shortly thereafter, I got hit with a Dasani bottle. Yeah, you love that story. And I got knocked, knocked the fuck down, <laughs> like right in the neck, just like a full Dasani water bottle.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was on that field as well. Dodged a few <laughs> bottles and apples.
0: Keep it classy, Cougs.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, go dogs. Beat the rainbows. Take some pictures. Eat some bratwurst. Have a few pops. High five your friends. Appreciate their friendship and the camaraderie. High five a stranger. Tell them how great it is to be a dog. You'll enjoy yourself.
0: And post it all on social media when you're done.
1: Make sure everyone in your circle of influence and friends, your acquaintances, they all know that you were there and that you witnessed a victory.
0: Last, Last comment. Are you going to the game? Yeah, I'm going to the game. <laughs> nice. Fuck yeah.
1: I'll be, I'll
0: be there to witness I'll, it, live. I'll I'm see, gonna I'll, it live. I'll see you there. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll, I'll, I will. I'll see you there, man.
0: Alrighty. That's all for the Prediction Pod. Talk to you next week.
1: Adios.